Hey everybody, it's your girl Candy, the co-host of Commonplace Podcast. I am so excited to talk to you today because it's been a long time coming to talk about stuff like this. Honestly, this is the area, my area, my pajam jam area of expertise. And I love to use the word expertise because I do tons of research on this kind of stuff. And I'm just so ready to just talk about it with somebody. Let's not be so conservative anymore. Anyways, the topic is mental health, love, and sex. And I am so excited, excited, excited on the whole thing. Actually, I should actually change this topic to mental health, relationships, and sex. I don't know, but we'll see how the rest of this podcast goes. This is the first time I have never made up my mind on a topic on what to call it, but love and relationships can be intertwined with each other at some point. The reason why I want to talk about this stuff, because sex can definitely add trauma or can add positivity to your mental health. And depending on like if you've ever been through sexual abuse or physical abuse or any kind of abuse... Um, I'm just going to let you know that it does affect the way that someone's mental health can be brewed. And if you are a victim of any kind of abuse, just know that there are resources out there to help you. If you are in any need of any contact information, we can post that in the links. Also, when it comes to relationships, definitely mental health can be affected. I remember when I was in a relationship and definitely... <laughs> I just hate that I just said, I, well, I remember when I was in a relationship. Must be nice. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say is I remember what in the past when I used to have relationships with other people. Because right now your girl is chilling. Um, definitely my mental health would be affected with who I was hanging around or who was my significant other at the time when it comes to love or intimacy on a romantic level not a platonic level a romantic level and it can definitely affect the way that you feel about yourself your self-esteem can be affected whenever you're in relationships with people so that's why i think it's super important to talk about these things now if you are feeling like this topic is a little too much for you i'm sorry but i do encourage you to try and listen but i am very sorry um things might get a little Woo woo, and things might get a little woo woo, but <laughs> don't ask what that just meant. But whichever way or end this conversation goes, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and being a strong supporter of our podcast. And I'm so excited to get into this and get this topic shapopping. Is shapopping even a word? Who cares? It doesn't matter. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited that you're joining me for this podcast. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay. It's... Sounds like what? You're driving. Where are you I'm... going? I'm home. 
Okay. Well, everybody, I just wanted to say that this is my girl, Rifa. Um, hey. <laughs> I've known her for, like, almost 20 years. Oh, my goodness. We're that old. Oh, God. Literally. And, like, beyond the 20 years, I it's, like, six years not knowing you. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. So, we go way back. But the reason why I wanted to invite her onto the show is because she's one of the few friends that I have that have been in a committed relationship, aka a marriage, for yeah. some time now. How long have you been married for? Tell the October. October. Well, we're in October, so next week the 11th will make it a year. Oh my goodness! Was it that long ago? Yeah, was that long ago that you told me that? It happened. Honestly, it feels it feels like just the other day. Like I feel like a year hasn't even gone by. Like it's been so quick. Yeah. Oh my. How do you like being married versus being out there in the dating world? I find it a lot better. I'm more settled. I'm more <sighs> it's easier dealing with one person, working it out with one person. It's a lot harder not to, like, throw the towel in and be like, okay, forget you. Like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, like, when we fight, it's one of those where it's just like, okay, like, I miss you. Come home. Like, finish work and let's, Aww. like, come home. But, like, you know, so. Aww. Well, it's never butterfly and roses once you get married. Whoever said that people, they're telling lies. Like, all lies. Lies. You're yeah. still gonna fight. It's the same thing, just with a piece of paper, and it's not as easy to break up. No, it's not because now things like legal things are involved, and you made a commitment before right. God. Right. You have, especially to... when you're serious about th- that aspect. It's like you're forced to work it out. Oh my goodness, my girl. Oh well, I've never been married, but I can. It's not a bad thing, though. Don't don't ever think it's a bad thing. I thought it was a bad thing because I heard, oh, like. I just heard a lot of bad things about it, and it's just not. I think what helped is that we did premarital counseling, and that opened up our eyes to show us, like, it's not it's that not bad. Easy. Oh, good for you. Good for you. It's, it's easier, like, I feel especially, like, the sexual part about it, like, it's way easier. I ain't got to worry about, like, okay, like, Who else what does he has have, what have, like, yeah I'm more settled and with one person so I'm glad that you brought that up because this podcast is called relationships mental health and sex and so I'm glad that we have like someone who is in the marriage realm and I remember us earlier talking this week we're gonna talk about like dating as well because you transition from dating to marriage unlike me I'm still trying to transition to dating, so <laughs> you're more of the expert. I'm gonna say, don't rush it. That's one thing I'm gonna say, don't rush it. Mm-hmm. But when you find that person, it's it's not really different. Nothing changes. Nothing's supposed to change. Let me say that. Nothing's supposed to change. Right. Did you? Okay, I know people must have asked you this before. Um. How did you know he was the one? And to me personally, I don't think there's such thing as the one. I just feel like I was just about I was just about to say that. I don't think there's anyone. 
considered the one. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can find somebody with similar traits as somebody else. So, what are you going to say? Like, two free people are the one? Like, right. I don't believe in that. But, I mean, it was, I think it was just one of those where we've, like, been together for so long. It became a conversation. It's something that, like, we weren't interested in anyone else at that point. We didn't have any thoughts of going elsewhere at that point. So it's just like, okay, do we stay where we are? Do we build? Do we grow? Do we stay dating? Or do we take the next step and just call it a day? I just feel like that is like... Because it's a matter of like, there was other things coming to the factor. Like, we want to live together. But then my whole thing is that I'm not shocking up with nobody. I'm not... You're not going to be getting the milk and not buy the whole cow. Okay. Yes, my girl. So you put a ring on it or you we continue to date and we're not yes. living together. There's a lot of factors with it. That went along with it. Yeah. I think that is a very mature approach about how to go about things. I think of- it's just where you're at with that person. You know whether you want it forever or not. Yeah, because like um a lot of people will just be like, Well, I don't know yet, I'm not ready. Um, I need to finish this goal and that goal, but like you, it's like you have been dating for how long? And I am almost 30-something years old. And here you are asking if I should move in or get this girl married. You've been shocking up with the person for so long. You might as well make it legal so that if stuff goes down, you know who's is who or just... And I think that's where everyone gets scared, the legal part of it, that, okay, my, what's mine becomes yours and what's yours becomes mine. And that's... It's been a year and that's still a transition like I'm still trying to get used to from as simple as calling him my husband and like as big as saying okay like it's my car don't when you put the seat back in my car yeah make sure you back like I'm still trying to get used to saying okay like it's no longer just yours like I'm still trying to change my last name it's the Botaolos (laughs) I'm still trying to change my last name. I'm still trying to, like, get things in order. Like, I, I haven't done all that paperwork yet or anything. Are you like, serious? No. It's, like, it's when people don't understand. It's nothing that just happens, like, you're married, okay, everything. Like, it's a transition. Yeah. So, do people still call you Miss McLaren or Sister Oh, well, they try to be extra and be like, oh, Mrs what's your last what's your married name i'm like i still have mclaren my married name is not on there yet right you can still call me mrs or ms but my last name is mclaren yeah period i'm not cha- i'm not taking away my last name i'm just hyphenating his onto mine mm-hmm. so mclaren or whatever it still works it's still gonna work okay wow so question because the topic is about relationship and sex and mental health. Um, when Have you noticed that sex can help a marriage or a relationship in general to make it stronger or make the, the two parties feel like they're more wanted and loved? Or do you think that it doesn't have anything to do with it? I think it adds to it. Like, it's a bonus. But I always think you have to be able to take that out of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and see what's there 
if that's not in the picture. Because I look at it like this. Your vows say instantly considered health. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, God forbid, something happens to either person. You're in a wheelchair. I'm in a wheelchair. We can no longer be doing all them Fast. fancy positions no more. Who knows? You may not even be able to stand up no more right. to fulfill my needs. So at that point, that's where I have to think, okay, am I staying with him because of the sex or do I actually love him without it? Am I, am I okay with him fingering me alone for the rest of my life? Oh my gosh. Or using a toy on me without the real intimate part to know that it's his body part that's making me fulfill like my needs and everything or am I okay with just kissing and making out at night like oh my so I feel like I feel like it's an added bonus that's what I always say I think sex is an added bonus because take that away I always ask a question take that away what do you have what do you have and you know what that's really good that you brought that up because like even being a single person a lot of people like to be like oh well I have sex on the first night I mean it's not my business if someone does or does not have sex on the first night. That's their decision. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, are you dating the person just because of their sexual attraction? Or is there substance to that relationship? Yeah, that's. I always look at it like that. And so I, even when I was dating my husband now, I like it was conversations that we had. And I would have to ask him serious, like, serious questions like, even like preparing to be married, I'd have to be like, okay, like, what if this happened to me? What if that happened to me? I have health issues. So like, at one point, I found myself in hospital for two months. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, okay, so what if that happens to me again? You're at home for two months. I'm not there to like, sexually like fulfill your needs. What are you going to do? Is that when you're going to be like, okay, sex is way too important where I need to get my fix regard? Like, you have to think about it like that anything can happen so when you take that out of perspective what do you have left oh my that is deep and i have to say everybody like Shripa is a huge huge trooper like she does like you have been struggling with your health for a while but you've been pushing and the fact that you know that that conversation came up that stuff is important to talk about for for me it was a number one conversation because i know what affects me and for me like my health for like the past six years have been a number one thing so it's like if you can't accept that part of me you don't accept me at all and that's where people out of my life so that was something I had to ask him like what are you gonna do are you okay with working and paying all the bills when I can't get out of bed to go do what I have to do to make some money like are you okay with like I have to just make sure because I don't want anything later down the road happening and then you're like oh fuck you didn't tell me this or I wasn't prepared for this or did right. like no I lay it out there and you make your decision then I ask you are you sure you want to do that mm-hmm. wow so on a scale of one to ten 10 being like very important and oh yes I gotta have it and like zero being it is what it is I don't I could care less how important is sex to you as a person to me I think I think I'm more on the scale where I could care less what so like a two or Um, three in a sense though in a sense though okay in a sense though thinking of it like you know how some people like can't do without it kind of thing yeah 
like almost I'm borderline not, addiction. Not, I, yeah, I'm not like that. So that's why I would say I'm more leaning towards that side. But like, sometimes I'm just like, hello, like, can you hurry up, finish your damn game and like tend to me, please? Like, <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. I can. I'm just, I'm just very like, there's a time and place for everything. That's how I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think sex does add to um, a relationship, but it may not be yeah, the core adds, of it. Right. It adds to it. It, like, how should I put it? It helps to solidify everything. I don't know how to put it. What's the word I'm looking for? It's the glue. It binds. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it just adds a cherry on top. It's like the the whipped cream or whatever. It's just like yeah, something, it's something, just something. Yeah, it's it's like the seasoning to the food. I don't know if that's even a good example. No, that is a good example. It just adds a bit of flavor to the relationship. Like some days you want to use pepper in the chicken. Other days you're like, mm, I can do it out of pepper today. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead that you even used it in that metaphor. But that's basically what it is. Like it just add some flavor oh okay so i'm gonna talk about dating a little bit even though i know you're not dating i know you found the one or Mm -hmm. you found someone so they say the one right um have you ever when you were dating dated anybody that you should not have dated and still went oh hell yeah oh hell yeah oh Tell us and and to this day, I kick myself every time I think about it. Yeah, because I I wasted I wasted about three years. Oh my! I wasted about three years. Three years is a significant amount of time when it comes to relationship world. That's like seven years in dog. You know how dog life is one year is equal to seven. So I was saying I don't know if you heard me um before I was saying that. Three years is like dog years. Like it's, you know, one year it's in a dog a life time. is seven years. It's a long yeah. Time. Especially if you're in your late twenties, that's a long time. You could have done, gotten married, completed a degree, a degree by then, had right? a child, and developed a business, paid off your student loans. Trust it's, me, it was just a lot, and I. It's true, like, that relationship made me realize that it's true what they say. You don't, you don't see it when you're in it. Mm. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah. I remember I taking... I very naive. I was... How old were you at the time when you were dating this person, if you don't mind sharing... Okay. I started dating so him when I was 21. So. Wow. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Finished. Right? I don't think I dated him until 21. Okay. I was still involved with him. By yeah. Would you say that relationship? Because I think I have an idea. I was pretty much done by 23, but the involvement was still there. So I think I have an idea of who you're talking about, but I'm not going to expose. But would you have said that relationship began as a friends with benefits type relationship or was it an actual relationship? That's the thing. And is that 
I considered it a relationship thing, but analyzing it to like from like the other perspective of where he was coming from, I think it was more like friends with benefits. Like he didn't take it seriously as I did. Mm. If that makes sense. That is so nuts how like men do that crap. Like they yeah. make girls feel so special, but then they don't make them feel so special after all. Right. So so basically and, when everything ended and I was like, okay, like I'm done with you, that's when he wanted to be serious. Yeah, because he realized that he no longer has you in his back pocket. Pretty, pretty much, I think that's what it yeah. is. Wow. You know, okay, I went through a similar experience. Um, so for those of you who know that I've written a book called My Diary of the Mysteries, and one of the mysteries is called Mr. Mon Frere, and Mon Frere means, like, my brother. It means, like, my homie. So anyways, it was a friends with benefits situation. And um, the guy wanted to actually have a friends with benefits situation with me just because we had a night where we slipped with each other. Now, when I said, nope, I don't want to try that because that stuff can get complicated. It was just one night we had fun, whatever. That's right. when he started to become shady. He started spreading rumors about me. Of there course. Was, there were some guys that were interested in me and then they stopped talking to me and then I found out that he had told them things about me to make me look like a bad person. Of course. So that I wouldn't talk to them anymore and I was like what what a childish piece of doodoo yeah and you know what like it's just so hard like just being like Canadian and stuff there's a lot of freshies and I know that especially Jamaican men and I don't want to put the stigma out there on them but they're just kind of known to being like kind of two-time-ish and that's why I told myself I would never date a Jamaican don't say that don't say that (laughs) Don't you dare say that. Don't do it. <laughs> but that's me just saying that I would never do it. But... I again I said don't say that. Okay. Why do you say that? Because I said the exact same thing and my other half is Jamaican. Okay, but this is the thing with, with Rifa. Rifa Okay, no, always... we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> we aren't doing Rifa's that. I've always dated freshies we... though. But we're not but we're not doing that, okay? So I don't understand why you thought that. Do you want ratings on your podcast or you don't? Because <laughs> we're not we're not doing that right now. Okay, 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 okay. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll leave it alone. At but, one point, I got over the freshie. Don't uh-huh. be right. And said I'm not gonna be like dating the freshies no more. But mm-hmm. like I said, it didn't turn out that way. Cause you can't lie. Well, no, freshie is a freshie, no matter what island, right? Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. The, the, I can't believe you thought that. Like he would never. Like that was a thing. Like I remember back in the day, with Alicia and 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 Hannah, we used to talk about like, yo, like Trifa is is the one that's most likely to marry a freshie. Yeah. Country. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I was I, no no doubt about it. That's why I was like, I'm not shocked that he's Jamaican. But sorry, it's all good. <laughs> so, what are your thing? What's your thoughts about friends with benefits, though? Mm. 
it gets messy. I think especially because us as women are always the ones to catch the feelings, regardless of what we might say. You think so? I heavily think so. Like, I personally have not done it because, I don't know, it's just not my thing to do, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. But I just think women just always, regardless of what we say, we're always the one to catch feelings. Wow. Well, I would like to bring to you Exhibit A and prove you wrong, because I don't always catch feelings when I was... I guess you just got that in you. Like, you can do it. I'm not saying there's women that can't, but I'm saying majority of us. We do. most More times than less. Yeah. Yeah. Majority of us, we just catch feelings regardless. I personally think that um, men can catch feelings, and when they catch feelings, they catch it hard. Oh yeah, I think I think guys are capable of that too. There's some guys who are like you know they they're really into a girl, and it it happens. I don't put it. I don't have any doubt about that. It happens definitely. Mm, yeah, I was having a conversation with. Um, a friend of mine and he said that he thinks that both people catch feelings because it's it sex is a chemical reaction that sparks things yep. and you know hormones get ignited and whatever it's just who's the first one to act out of character is the question and I was like whoa like coming from a man's perspective to hear that is amazing because most guys will be like nah we just messed around. It wasn't anything for real, for yeah, real. Yeah, they always downplay it. They always downplay it. Right. But you know, deep down inside, man's cheated. You cheated and on your girlfriend. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, it was just sex, babe. It didn't mean anything. But no, you... No. Yeah. Like, how did you get from that point to the other point? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Friends with benefits, I can really agree with you, can get messy. Some people can do it, but I don't know. Me personally, I'm not a fan of it. It just, it does get messy. Yeah. Yeah. Things things are said that it's just like, are taken out of proportion. He may tell you, oh, like, you know, like, and when you're in the moment of doing things, things are said just for the sake of saying it. Wow. Don't take it like that. Like, Jamaicans be like, oh yeah, yeah, the pussy good and da 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 da. And she's like, okay. yeah. And some girls are walking away with like, oh my god, like I'm the only girl. Like, the only girl she wants. It's like, yeah, what Popcorn said, like I'm the only girl she wants. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets yeah. messy. I'm, I just, I don't, I'm not for it. I'm personally not for it. So I, I appreciate that you brought that up because, you know things are being said and the next thing there's that awkward conversation when you've calmed down and then that one person has yep. not calmed down and they're yep. like so what are we that's, like, that's the question then that question can't be answered exactly that, that is so true wow I know there was an article I read the other day that said that friends with benefits or hooking up casually can be beneficial to your health but where <laughs> But at the same time, it's not for everybody. But there are benefits to having friends with benefits. But Weird. I don't think I don't think it's a it's a benefit type thing. I think it's a personal decision thing. It's not like a 
oh, friends with benefits. It, the, the sciences say, like, I, I personally think that it's just a personal decision. If you do I, it, yeah, then... I think it's personal. You have to know your level of yeah. understanding when it comes to that. If you're okay with the messiness that comes with it, do your thing. Like, I'm not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. But I personally don't do it because I know I'm a person like, I'll catch feelings. I'm not going to lie. I'm that person. I will be the one to catch feelings. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been in situationships where, like, I haven't caught feelings, but then in the end, I was like, maybe I should start catching feelings because this person is catching feelings for me, so let me be nice. Or you but- just see past everything. You're like, that person's not, uh, not actually bad, and I do see myself dating that person. Like, right. Just- you start ignoring all the red flags right right and because you're so involved already it makes it easier to say okay like it could work we're already having sex so Mm. and you know that's how a lot of relationships get started Mm -hmm. a lot of relationships get started because of sex and sometimes people feel like they need to have sex before the relationship starts to see where it can go but then that's why i said especially when you're making that decision to get married you have to say to yourself, if I take that out and let's say worse comes to worse and mm. that's no longer a factor, what's left? What is left? Wow, 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 wow. And then you know what happens because of sex? You reproduce and then you have a child and then all you have between the And then it gets messy that like we talk about baby mama drama and child right. support and all that stuff. So. Right. Speaking of getting pregnant, I would love to bring this up because a lot of people don't know this. I think there comes a certain age where not even. Okay, so when two people have sex, both of you guys have consented to it. When it comes to protection, I don't think it should only be the males that bring the protection to the table. Homegirl, you wanted to have sex also. Don't get mad when he doesn't bring the condom. Yeah. Where's your contraceptive? It's it's on both y'all parts still. There you go. So that's like this year, it only hit me because I was reading a tweet about that, and I was like, "Whoa, that's so true!" Like, I need to stock up on my stuff. Like, if he don't, if he don't have it, don't make an excuse where he's like, "Okay, I don't have it," and you're like, "Okay, I guess you can just pull out." Like, no, you don't have it. Best believe I have one. Right, like bet, like okay, you don't got it, I got it. Why is it that it's only on him? Before I used to be like that. I used to be like, "Oh, you don't got condom? Then we ain't doing anything." That used to be me. Even that too. I I was that person too. If you don't have it, like forget it. Like mm-hmm. you either like, go to the store and buy one, or we just forget the whole thing, which might be right. better too. And it's not only about condoms, ladies. Like it's always it's about um, VCFs. Now there's this film that you can shove up the punani, and like it's like it kills the sperm if anything happens. There's also gels you can put up there. There's also condoms for females. You can also buy condoms for the male, so right? So many options. Yeah, there's there's, there's never like there's never no option. There's plastic bags. No, I'm joking. Don't ever do that. This girl said plastic. <laughs> so my whole point is, how many ratings do you have on this podcast? <laughs> right now, I'm not sure. And oh that's my why. god! This girl said there's plastic bags. You know, people actually use that stuff. I'm not saying that I've used it now. Are you sure? I've never used. Are a you sure? 
<laughs> well, I'll be honest. No, I have never used it. No. Oh my gosh. When I heard that people actually use stuff like that, I'm like, how desperate for sex are you? Like, nah, that's how like it's not that serious. No, it's not at never all. Never that serious. Not at all. Like, I know you can masturbate on your own. And- I always said, like, there is, like, even when I was dating, there was, like, I was on birth control. Mm. So even, even on top of him wrapping it up, I was on birth control. And okay. I mean, for me, it was a personal thing, but that was a way of me as well, like how should I put it that was a way of me getting comfortable when it came to the point of not using a condom okay which for me honestly I'm allergic to latex they have non-latex but that's not as comfortable but they have black skin and stuff like that yeah but for the sake of for the sake of just protecting myself I just said okay like let me deal with the latex and deal with the consequences consequences after let's see how fair is that to you what do you mean like that's not fair that we have to bear with the consequences unless you were in a in an area or a situation where you didn't have protection and that was all that you had well that was that was the thing that was all we had was okay condom or nothing even though i was on birth control but i mean if we have a condom might as well just use it I think also condoms are good to block the sperm, but at the same time, they're there to protect from any STDs, STIs, all that stuff. But, um, and I know people always go, oh, it's not as comfortable. Well, you know what's not comfortable? A lifetime well better than, like, pushing out a baby out of your hoo-ha. Right, right. That that is not comfortable. I mean, their own, but for me... I'm okay with using a latex condom. <laughs> you can also use a plastic bag. That's not latex. Are you still talking? <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm yeah. sure. I've never used the <laughs> Never. I would that oh, I'm not that addicted to sex to the point where Put a plastic bag on it. That no, that's gross. No. Oh my god. No. Okay, so back to birth control. You said that you were on it. So personally, a lot of guys ask have asked women this this question: Are you on birth control? Are you using protection? And personally, for me, I don't like to use birth control, or I don't want to use birth control because for one. This is just my opinion. It's expensive. And for two, birth control can do a lot of things to women that may not be irreplaceable. And so why should I risk that for a night of fun when I can use something from the drugstore? That's just me. Going back to dating the guy that I knew wasn't right for me and whatever the case is, (laughs) I was so comfortable sleeping with him Mm -hmm. and it was such a regular thing for us Mm -hmm. which is why I got the birth control if that makes makes sense makes sense I think it comes to the point where like if you can afford it go for it it was a matter of like 
there was no protection being used. And then I'm just, I had to take a step back and be like, no, 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 no. Like, we got to see this out. So that's when I made the decision to just get birth control. I said, it's better than getting knocked up. Uh, I, I think in the back of my head I knew too it wasn't a serious thing and I had to say like yo if I god forbid got pregnant like I know he wouldn't be there uh, matter of that too wow 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 okay forced me to get it you know what <laughs> let's pretend that okay so not let's pretend. So right now, you you live in Toronto, I live in Chattanooga. Okay, I live in the U.S. where um, health health care is not free. Mm-hmm. You know how expensive birth control is if you don't have proper insurance. Right, and then that was the thing why I was so lucky to just be able to pick up and go get it because exactly. We have- have it covered so so that's that's the thing like if i lived in canada or again like if i went back home yeah i would go on this birth control because that stuff is next to nothing for our health care a different story yep i get it so that's why i was like okay we gotta find an an alternative route and i think that's why there's so many options over on this side of the world now another thing that comes to me is okay so (laughs) there are two guys that i have done stuff with who have had children before and not with me, but they have had kids and um, it's just so interesting for them to ask after the fact, Oh, are you on and birth control? It's never an initial question before the deeds are done. What shouldn't it be much. since you have a testimony? But when y'all are in the moment, or should I say, when he's ready to just wham bam, like ain't nobody thinking about that, and it's unfortunate because he should be thinking about it, right? But he's not thinking about it. There's this one dude that had asked me, and he had kids. This happened fairly recently, and he asked me like, "Oh, so are you on any contraceptives?" This is one of the guys, and I was like. Well, I do use stuff, but I'm not on birth control. That's what you're asking. He's like, oh, I can buy you your morning after pill if you need me to. I'm so sorry. I have kids. I'm blah, blah, blah. And I was like, listen, first of all, you don't need to buy me my stuff because that's on me. But thank you for offering. That is a gentleman of you. But you should have asked this before. Before the fact. That you have pick knees not yep. even a pick me pick knees yep. yep so that's why that that annoyed and even the other guy who had a kid too you do it after sir 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 okay cool and i just said to both of them like you know if you really are you know that concerned the next time anything happens between us you need to ask before and so, I mean, it has. I always yet, even but... say, no one even wonders if, like, you have you ever had a sexually transmitted disease. Like, nobody asks that stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you've watched the show "Being Mary Jane" with Gabrielle Union. Yep, she did a STD test right at home before she had sex with one of the guys. In yeah, the of course. I was like, "Yo, that's brilliant!" But that's more. How than... many guys do you scare off with that? 
I mean, it depends on how he looks at it. It depends on how he looks at it. If he's going to look at you sideways, then maybe. But I mean, the girl's trying to protect her ass, number one, plus yours. And at least you get to know whether she's has nothing or not. That's true. That's very true. And if you're ashamed, then that means you, you do have something. You're hiding something, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you were doing friends with benefits situationships and stuff like that did that affect the way you felt about who you were as a person what do you mean did that lower your self esteem boost your self esteem did it make you feel like you're on top of the world oh yeah I could get it (sighs) that's a good question I, I don't even I don't know how I think I was more just even living in the moment like I didn't like things that I take into consideration now. I should have taken into consideration like then before. But you know, that's all a part of growing. Yeah. But what's because I I find myself even saying, like, yo, if I knew back then what I know now, like, I would have held on to my virginity, like, I would have protected it more. Uh so it's just stuff like that like I think about but I mean like you said you live and you learn and at least I have this so that when I have my kids like I can be have an open dialogue with my kids and say this is what your mom did I'm not and I would never tell my kid not to do it but I would tell my kid like this is how I felt I don't want you to feel that way but if you're going to do certain things protect yourself these are the precautions to take and stuff like that you know Mm, yeah I can agree with that. I feel like coming from a West Indian home. Oh yeah. Sex is not a topic really. It's not a topic. Um, don't do it. Next thing homegirl comes home with big belly and eh? then don't do it again. Oh, look at her daughter come to church looking ashamed. But that's because you told her not to do it and she wanted to know what it was. And the only way for her to knew- know what it was to actually do it. Yeah, like, I feel like the conversation I'm going to have is going to be like, listen, it feels good. It feels hella good. But some of the consequences that come with it, especially if you're not stable with one person and like married and stuff like that, like it, it won't feel as good at that time. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. We have come such a long way with our relationships for sure. Trust me. Oh, my. Wow, I just need to get on your level and get married. Like so. I said, don't rush it. Some days you're gonna you're gonna say like, "Oh, why the hell did I do this?" <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I do. And I I have to say, like you know, having a friend that is married, it is a privilege because that person can slap me into the right direction. There's been yeah. many times when I've called you up and I'm like, "Yo, like, am I doing this right with this guy?" And you're like, "Chill out," or no don't do this and so I feel like I'm the only person in my friendship group right now that is not married or has a child that's okay because at least when you do get married you'll get it right the first time Mm. hopefully fingers crossed because I am not perfect no one is I am not perfect because I know nobody is yeah but So, I thought that we had a healthy conversation. Yeah, it was a very healthy conversation. A conversation that needs to be had. 
I'm in a place now where I can like I'm learning as I go and as I as I learn mm-hmm. I can share with like you you know what I'm saying so yeah every now and then yeah. it's okay I'm not saying everyone like every day but even if it's yeah. like once a month or something like you know yeah you know I was thinking about it this week and I was like you know a lot of this stuff has to deal with somebody's psyche overall Mm -hmm. and how they think about themselves because for the last couple weeks I was even struggling myself like is it bad that I want that I'm craving sex or that I want to have sex with someone especially if they're not in a relationship with me or are people gonna look at me weirdly if I do this right or you know do I need to go celibate or do I need to do this that and the other and like I said like it's all about like how do you think about yourself how do you feel yeah if it's gonna make you feel like a hoe don't do it ain't nobody want to feel like a hoe ain't nobody want to be you know because in that alone you just start to say and tell yourself things about you that you're not Mm-hmm. But some people are okay with it. Some people are okay with having that one partner. They are not in a relationship, but when they want it, it's like a quick like booty call, you know, do their thing. They get their fix. They're good. Some people just do it themselves or whatever. Get my mind off of it. I'll wait. Like, I don't know. Everyone's different. So you're right. It just depends on how you are. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I was even talking about in another segment of this podcast, um, the one one without you, I even talked about celibacy and how sometimes celibacy is what is needed for some people in order to grow. Yep. And it may not be something for someone, for them to grow because then the temptation is just going to grow stronger than it's like at that point, because your intentions are in the wrong spot then maybe you need to just go and have sex okay i was i was for about so i probably i was for i'm gonna say about two years like not doing anything with anybody and i Mm -hmm. think that helped especially when i like met my husband in order to like weed him out see where he stood and tell him like yo I'm not involved that way right now I don't plan to be and it gave me the opportunity to see well what is he really in in for like is he in for just that or is he okay with getting to know me for me without Mm -hmm. that component right yeah wow so it's different for everybody yeah yeah, for sure. It it is. And like that's why I'm never gonna tell someone, Oh yeah, go celibate is the best thing in the world. Yeah. I I've done that many times. And there's been times I was like, Oh, like I enjoyed it and then there are times when I was like, Girl, you are just causing yourself to have more temptation. Right. Because you can't touch the fruit. You wanna get as close to it as you can without touching it. So I just told myself, forget it after mm-hmm. a few months. But and it it brings on other like things. Like if you want to get biblical, it brings on other sin. Yeah, yeah. Because like you can't physically do it, but it's like, all right, there's the internet. We can Google a one-two all video, right. and I'm yeah. not physically doing it. But I mean, it's the closest I'm gonna get. But I mean, 
it's it's still wrong like biblically it's still wrong so yeah like and the pornography i'm not even gonna touch that because pornography in itself is a whole nother topic it's a whole nother topic yeah. so much controversy to it and like yeah i don't know i was watching a youtube about it and one question was asked but then so many other questions arise as it was being discussed that you never really get the answer no not at all you never I'm... really get the answer and that's that's the same thing with masturbation too like that was what it was i personally don't have an issue with masturbation because you know first of all it's not biblical second of all um it, there's no sin against it or anything that you know it's just not wrong but i just think people think that it's disgusting because you're touching up yourself or you know, right and it's just a taboo yeah just the way people look at it makes it yeah. seem so wrong i don't know i don't know my girl i don't know man so and then people say oh when you do it you invite other things to happen that means you want to actually go and do it and i'm just like hey like if you, at that point, maybe you should just become celibate. Like you can, it gets it gets complicated when you think about marriage because it's like, okay, like what happens when like you're giving your husband a hand job? Like, is it the same thing? Like, it just it just gets yeah. complicated. It it does, and I think people always feel like. Oh, well, he masturbated and he didn't even have sex with me. Then that's the thing, too. But then uh, I think about it, too. If my if we're halfway across the world from each other, like I go anywhere or he goes in there, it's either that or he goes and finds it somewhere else. Which one would you rather? Right, 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 right. Wow. Good stuff to talk about. What you're okay with, what you're not okay with. You broke up there for a second. What did you say? No, I said it's just personal. Whatever, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with. Yeah. And if you think it's wrong, take it to the Lord in prayer. I am dead. Dead, dead, dead. It's the truth. It's the facts, though. It's so facts. Because I just feel like, you know, that's between you and God as a person. Yeah. Like, if you feel like something is wrong, that that's between you and God. Exactly. So. Go on your knees. Go Okay, not like that. Okay, that sounded so bad in this moment that we're talking about this. I was a little bit like, girl, I mean, like, go and pray. Go pray. Okay, that's better because I'm about to be like, listen, you can go. That was like, that was like, that was like a, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, before the conversation becomes a whole nother sermon. I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me. No problem. It was that great. was so much fun. Yeah. I'm going to have to have you back on here again. Yeah, man. Yeah. But other than that, enjoy your weekend. If I don't hear from you, I'm probably going to talk yeah, to you probably, later. Yeah. But thanks so much for coming on here. No I know problem. we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but that's okay. I think yeah. we smashed it. And say hello to your husband. I will. Let him listen to this. <laughs> definitely. Definitely will. All right, girl. Take care of yourself. All righty, you too. Bye. Bye. So one of my main questions in life is, why do people feel like sex is a forbidden topic? Or why is it something that is just like, Ooh, 
Like, be careful. Don't talk about it too much. It's not appropriate. But what I don't get is God created sex or sex is a part of our life and our well-being. And yes, I said well-being because (laughs) that's how we're created. So this is the reason why I think that we should be talking about it. And I think that it would be a great way to discuss mental health as well because sex definitely does contribute to mental health. A lot of people will be like, you need to remain from sex. You need to practice abstinence from sex because sex is this, that, and the other. It's going to confuse you. And I noticed that um, even in... People who have addictions and they go to the addiction groups and stuff, one of the rules that they add to the um one of the rules that they add to the you're not allowed list is sex. Now, the thing is, it's not a forbidden rule, it's just a suggestion rule. And I understand when it comes to addiction and you're trying to cope and you're trying to overcome addiction. You need to find things to fill up your time and to replace those addictions. So with that being said, yes, if you're going through a healing process and um, addictions and stuff like that, I can understand why sex is on the, the chart, on the do not do list, the naughty list and stuff like that, because then you could use one thing that's enjoyable or that gives you that temporary high to cope with something else and then that's where the problem comes into play but in this case for um, those who are not struggling with any addictions at the moment which i do think everybody has an addiction okay don't get it twisted it could be candy it could be love it could be tv it could be walking it could be exercising it could be even like the healthiest stuff it could be work and stuff but that's beyond the point right now Here are six ways sex is good for your health. So, the first way sex is good for you is it reduces symptoms of anxiety and depression. Did you know that? No. Well, obviously, if you are not having a good day, the feel-good hormones and the chemicals that are released during sex can temporarily reduce symptoms of both mental health challenges. These include dopamine, endorphins, and oxytocin. Let me tell you, I had a client the other day, actually it was a few months ago, who schooled me on this. And I was like, excuse me, you're only in high school. And he went in and he's like, this is the reason why I'm not in a relationship right now because my my oxytocin is going to tell me that I'm in love with this girl when really and truly I'm not in love with her and I just want to have sex with her. I was like, sir, can you please reverse and back up, then move forward again. And we did a mini study on the spot in our session because I thought that was really cool. Okay, these include dopamine or endorphins, endorphins, oxytocin, which can boost mood, increase compassion, and help you bond with your partner. Which, if you have too much of these chemical released, releases, they can be bad for you, which was what my client was trying to tell me. So... While the levels of these chemicals increase with sex, the levels of cortisol, the primary stress hormone, also lowers with sex. More sex, 
lustrous. You're welcome. Okay, so the second one is take your mind off of other things. So we know that when you have sex, it's like a temporary escape. Just like when you smoke, when you're born weed, or when you drink alcohol. Alcohol, guys, I'm sorry. And then, um, yeah, when that happens, it definitely does take your mind off of things. The next third one is getting busy sort of counts as exercise. Okay, we know that you burn calories. Then, sexercise, which is number four, which is when you get busy or when you have sex, it can help you sleep well. Okay, cool. Um, Just think about how grouchy you feel when you're short on sleep, but how much better you feel when you are well rested. If So if you usually have trouble sleeping, try the nasty before bed. And this includes masturbation. Okay, guys? So when we talk about sex, the whole umbrella above it, I want it to include masturbation as well. Okay? A lot of people feel like masturbation is like, oh, no, no, you masturbate. But (laughs) honestly, you're releasing the same same chemicals and hormones that you would during sex. You're just doing it to yourself. Okay? Okay. Kinky sex is clinically linked to well-being. That's number five. So while non-vanilla sex definitely has a stigma attached to it, kinky sex comes along with some benefits of its own. For example, studies have shown that couples that engage in BDSM are better communicators than couples who don't. I'm not laughing because I'm childish. I'm laughing because this is so true. Okay, and I'll explain why after. Those who participate in BDSM also report a comparatively higher sense of well-being. So unsurprisingly, they are also more willing to try new things. So go ahead, girl, and get your Christian gray on. Get out of my face. Who wrote this article? I just want to know. Well, I'm not going to call out the person right now. But um, (laughs) the reason why I was laughing is because Think about it. Like, if you guys explore more in bed and you try new things, then you're, you're more open to try things in life. You're, you're more open to try different things. Like, if you start arguing or if your relationship goes downhill and whatever, it's because you guys haven't tried new things. You haven't leveled up. You haven't opened up your home to new things. So, duh. The next... And last one in this article is masturbation is just as beneficial. I already said that. What? You're welcome. Partnerless or saving yourself for marriage? I love how they said that. Let me say it properly. Partnerless or saving yourself for marriage? No problem. Masturbating comes along with its own set of benefits. Plus, since you're getting it in on the solo, dolo, you won't risk unplanned pregnancies or contracting STDs. Yes, but you still must wash your toys and your hands because that's dirty if you don't. Okay? Thank you. 
On top of releasing those feel-good hormones, masturbation can also help you learn about your own body and figure out what you do and don't like so that you can better communicate with those in your current or future partners, making for better sex overall. Masturbation is even linked to better body image. I didn't know about the better body image, and I'm going to have to look into that a little deeper in a second, but I'm going to continue this paragraph, and then I'll continue my study after. If all of this doesn't make you want to go have sex, then I don't know what will. Just remember to practice sex, avoid unhealthy sex decisions, and of course, have fun and reveal... Um, and have fun and reveal in pleasure. Now go out and get some. Oh, and don't forget condoms. You already said practice safe sex, so we got that now. Honestly, this article is amazingly short, but sweet to the point. So, I really like this. I think this is really good information for you guys, especially when it comes to mental health and feeling good about yourself. I want to just see and dig a little deeper into see what um, this will do for you mentally. So let me just grab the next article. So the next thing I want to talk about is friends with benefits. And I know that the title of this podcast is Relationships, Mental Health, and Sex. I think I'm going to leave it at that. Not love. I think relationships. Because sometimes we get that mixed up. Okay, cool. So the benefits of hooking up. In a recent study... 72% of respondents have had at least one casual hookup with men, averaging 10 hookups total, and women averaging about seven. I don't know what it is about us women. I just feel like people think that, or I should say females, the female gender, think that. It's like, oh, you got a high body count? You're disgusting. You're almost a prostitute. And I don't think that's true. I really don't think that's true. I think uh, it's risky. I think that mm-hmm, she's had her share, but that doesn't mean that she's nasty. It just means that that person knows what they want and they are exploring. They're having fun in that way. So we have to be careful when we say things like that about people. And you don't know about people's traumatic past. Oh my gosh, this is bringing in a whole nother topic. This can go back to like sexual abuse and stuff. Why people are the way they are sexually. So mental health is tied into it in some way. But let's get into, um, back to the benefits of hooking up. Another study confirmed that people in this era are more likely to have casual sex with a random date or a friend that they were in previous, they were in a previous 88 to 96 study. So they did a study in 1988 to 1996. Some of you guys weren't even alive then. Okay, so (laughs) despite the fact that tons of people are having casual sex, whether it's on a one-night stand um, basis, friends with benefits basis, or platonic friends you had sex with once in a while, there's still a negative stigma surrounding casual sex. This is what I was saying, including strong beliefs that casual sex is bad for you. I don't know what people think. And then... um. You know what? Let's just say that casual sex is not for everybody, though. I don't think that everybody has the mental capacity to contribute to casual sex. Now, I do want to say this part, though. Having sex with any Rhonda and Belinda and having sex with any Roberts and Bobby can 
mess with someone's psyche after a while. There comes a time in someone's life where it's like, hey, you need to settle the hell down and go abstinent for a while. Or um, what's it, the word? Syl- syllabus? Not syllabus. <laughs> okay, I almost said surrogate. What is the word if you want to go... Um, Oh my gosh, if you want to remain from sex, it's not syllabus. Anyway, syllabus is a thing. Y'all are going to laugh at me in this one. But I was just saying this though. Um, I'm still laughing at that. There comes a time in your life where you need to cool it as um, Spice, the dancehall queen would say, cool it down. And just get yourself together. Also... It isn't for everybody, and I do believe that everyone should at least take a stab at trying to find their true, excuse me, their true love when it comes to sex. And sex is not always going to be out of love either. So that's why I think everybody should proceed with caution. Now, I know that this podcast is like surrounding relationships and stuff like that and sex and mental health. I don't want to go around parading and saying that friends with benefits is the way to go. But I do want to say that all of this stuff is complicated. All of this stuff can make you want to not either continue or all this stuff can make you want to continue. But all it is that I want to put awareness out there is so that everybody can get a chance to understand and think about the choices that they're making so that um, they won't be hurting themselves in the long run and then they will be feeling negative about themselves. I will say this, there was a time in my life where I felt less than because I did have a couple of situations like this and I did tell myself you're not good enough and stuff like that. And remember, the article did say there was a stigma around it, but that was because the world was saying that. And I want to say there is a bad stigma behind it if you are not going about it the right way. But then I realized that that was my self-esteem. That was myself telling myself that I'm not good enough. So I had to reverse that mindset. And that's where the mental health comes into play. That's why I can agree with the article that said that. If y'all want these articles, I will link y'all in the in the below of um of our Facebook page. We are the Commonplace Podcast, and I'm so thankful that you guys are listening to this and sticking it out. Even when I say things like syllabus and surrogate, when I meant to say that, I'm trying to go. Um, what is the word? I'm gonna figure it out. It's when you go celibate, guys. It's when you go celibate. <laughs> wow. Wow, it was there all around, celibate. Now, I think going celibate would be a great topic when it comes to this. So let's get into that in a few minutes. It's, 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 you, you both are going to catch feelings. Now, you guys might not, you guys may or may not catch the same level of feelings, but you guys are both going to catch feelings. I'm guaranteed that whether it's the guy or the girl, but the one that's going to act like they don't, that they care the least are going to be the same one that, oh, you, uh, you, you start becoming friends with benefits of someone else. They're going to, they're, they're going to get tight. They're going to get tight. They're going to get jealous. So yeah, it's definitely, both people definitely, um, catch feelings. 
But in regards to what you're saying about how, you know, sex, it's it's an emotional thing. I know that's, I know that's definitely for sure. You know, some guys, are gonna, it's not really going to hit guys emotionally like it hits females. Because we, we both know, guys, like we all know, sex is more of an emotional thing for girls than it is for guys. That's just how it is, you know. Um, but damn, but no, like that's crazy. Like it's what y'all say was facts. Definitely facts. That's why I feel like friends of benefits, it's... Friends of Benefits, basically, in my opinion, is kind of like dating. And I say I say it as like dating because I'm telling you, it's like, yeah, you guys are Friends of Benefits, you know, but I'm telling you, like, if, say, say the guy goes ahead and talks to someone else or the girl goes to talk to someone else, other person going to be typed. They're going to feel some type of way. What does that sound like? Dating. So, <laughs> um... I don't know where I was going with this. But yeah. Y'all had a deep ass conversation. But yeah, you know, I'm back. Celibacy. Not syllabus or surrogate, but celibacy. <laughs> Welcome back to another segment with relationship, mental health, and sex. So, we're going to talk about celibacy. See, I can't even say it still real quick. Um, because I do think that it's important to address those who are practicing to remain for certain reasons. And I don't want to touch on it too much because celibacy can mean many different things. And I was doing a little bit of a of research here. And it was mentioned that celibacy is more about you trying to connect with somebody else on a different level than it is sexually and how society likes to put people in a box where if you are not having sex it means you're not happy life is dry you have a desert going on girl you need to shave or like you know what I'm saying or you can't get any but that is definitely not the case when it comes to celibacy and I do believe that celibacy can help people clear their mental health when it's toxic because it can teach someone how to love themselves without the endorphins, the dopamine, the oxytocins, all the feel-good hormones and chemicals getting in the way. There was a study that I read a couple months ago that said that too much of these chemicals are not good for you because it clogs the way that you're supposed to think properly in regards to being in regards to trying to be in a relationship with someone and trying to get to know them on an intimate level. Now, I got to clarify for you guys, in the intimacy doesn't always mean sex. It can also mean something mental and spending time with someone. Do you remember when we did the five love languages of, um, what's his name? I forget the author. But we have a series called The Five Love Languages on our podcast. So go back and listen to it. And all that stuff is all intimacy. A lot of people don't realize that intimacy can be emotional. And so they replace that with sex because that's the only emotion they know how to have. That is stupid ridiculous, isn't it? So ridiculous how people think that when you are intimate, oh, we're intimate. Really? How? It's like when someone says, oh, I'm ethnic. Okay, which, what culture are you? I hate when someone calls, like, a Latina person or 
um, a black person ethnic. So the white people can't be ethnic either? That's the same thing with intimacy. Intimacy is not just sex. How were you and homeboy or homegirl intimate with each other? Did you guys get to connect on a level that you never connected before? Did you guys get to share things that you never shared with anybody before, whether emotional or physical? And that's why I'm saying, like, you can have best friends and be intimate with them. It doesn't have to be romantic. It can be platonic. Y'all, get hip. Get hip, guys. But all this to say is that when when you are celibate, it doesn't mean that you are not gaining the endorphins, the dopamine, the oxytocins, all that stuff. I mean, some people masturbate while they're celibate, but some people choose not to. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying is that that doesn't mean that you are not gaining the benefits of the mental health benefits that you would with sex. Now, we live in a time where instant gratification has become the norm, so we think that we have sex Right now, this is where it's coming from. And even with um, other things in our life, like instant gratification with the social media and how we shop online and how we eat food and stuff like that. But moving on, abstaining from sex isn't for everybody, especially those of us who have experienced great sex at any point of our lives. It is the hardest thing, guys, to go celibate, especially if you have great sex with people it is but you know what it unleashes your growth spurt if you choose not to have sex but for the correct reasons okay you have to do things with great intent so the question is um why are you doing it when you do it um this article says a single sexual experience can leave us believing it's the world's greatest gift but just like all these things we resort to for instant gratification we can't truly find happiness or a sense of self-worth in those things so if you are someone that is needing to just soul search okay abstaining from sex might help and that is why abstaining from sex is one of the rules when you're in an AA or an addictions group that's why you know we could go on and on and read articles and stuff but it doesn't mean that this conversation will have a definite or finite answer to it when it comes to staying celibate versus being casually open sexually with other people the thing is you have to make sure that you're making the right decisions in any case and that's why i think it's important for you guys to do soul searching and just to think about things and just remember where you stand when it comes to um relationships with people in this part of the article, before I wrap it up, people abstain for a number of reasons, some of which can be spiritual, which I was going to talk about, but I didn't want to get too deep in, or for the sake of physical and mental health. So the thing is, sometimes when you have too much of one thing, like I said before, your mind becomes cluttered. You can get anxious, 
you can get depressed, you can feel worthless, you can feel hopeless. Some of you guys are out there looking for Mr. Right, but at the end of the day, you can't find him or Mrs. Right. You can't find her, but that's because you are looking in all the sis- the sister maybes and the brother sometimes, as the church people would say, or Mr. I don't know and and Miss Miss one night only and that can mess with somebody and that's why if you are not ready for any of this stuff i think the best thing to do is just wait till marriage i will say this in a perfect world waiting till marriage is the right thing in a perfect world okay at the end of the day we don't live in a perfect world we live in a world where there's a lot of distractions we live in a world where Um, social media puts things out there. We live in a world where people say we got needs, which is true. But the thing is, the reason why that it is the best thing to wait till marriage in a perfect world is because that one person and only you will have that experience together and you won't be messed up as to, well, what about homeboy? What if I tried it one more time with him and now I'm with Tyrone? No. You wouldn't have those complications, those extra complications and all those hormones and endorphins and oxytocins would not have been released to, like, the dragons would have not come out. So that's why I say in a perfect world, it would have been the best decision to wait till marriage. And a lot of people say, well, I'm reserving myself to marriage. Great for you. I am not hating on you. I want to pray for you. And I want to make sure that things are okay for you because... We live in a non-perfect world where things can distract you and make you feel like you ain't it when you are not participating in whatever the world has to offer you. So that's why I say what I say. Now, take this information and do what you want. But guys, I just want to say, make sure you are wrapping it up and being safe however way you're doing it. And yeah. I had fun doing this. I'm glad that we talked about this. I'm glad that we opened up the conversation for mental health and sex because it is needed. Let me tell you, the reason why this is important too at this time of year is because there's this thing called drafting season, if you guys don't know. Drafting season. Then cuffing season. Then after cuffing season comes, you know, um, free agent season. (laughs) And pretty much what it is as the later part of the year, um, people want to cuddle. It gets cold. We all want to hang out. This is the reason why there's so many summer babies. And we got to be careful. We got to make sure that we're doing things for the right reason and we're not just shacking up because. Oh, yeah, it's October. Drafting season ends October 31st and cuffing season officially begins November. Well, be careful guys and I just want to make sure that you are enjoying your fall and I am once again so happy that we got to talk about this and I'm so excited to let you guys hear all this juicy stuff if you have any questions guys reach out I myself I know will be more than happy to answer these questions going through certain specific experiences this is kind of like ooh. 
this is me this is my pajam jam as i said before and i know that brandy being in the mental health sector definitely can probably answer some of these questions too i know i'm confident that she can answer these questions as well it's just this topic is like oof this is me well thank you once again i am done chatting off your air and guys have an amazing rest of the week and please like i said be safe out there have fun please be wise and do not judge anybody for their decisions take care start we here hello what up i have a question for you but i was like let me save it for the podcast because i know it will be funny so yes so when I told you that I had gotten the Jeep and um, you're like, I don't remember what you said. Did you say it better not be or is it that orange Jeep outside? Oh, I said it better not be. Why, why did you say it better not be? Because, well, first of all, <laughs> after going back downstairs, I realized that it's actually a Kia and not a Jeep. <laughs> oh, you know which Jeep? Okay, so I saw that one. But there's also a ren- not a renegade, a Wrangler that's mm. orange over there too. So I was like, I wonder if she was thinking that I got oh. that big ass Jeep over there. Oh. Nah, I didn't even peep that one. You know monthly payments are those are stupid high. I believe it. I was, was asking like 700 bucks. the 800. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. I was asking the man who did my deal like cuz someone told me people make as much as like $1,200 a month on their payments for their cars. And I'm just like, why? Right. That's an entire month's rent. Thank you. And that's exactly what I said to him. And he's like, well, I put 800 on my Wrangler. But he says that he loves his Jeep. I'm pretty sure he does, though, because that Jeep does good things. But, anyhow, I just wanted to know, like, what you were, like, does she not like Wranglers. <laughs> so I was like, "What?" But but then I saw that one. I was like, "It can't be that one because it's not a it's not a Jeep. It's a Kia." Uh, yeah, yeah. I realized that like shortly after that. I was like, "Ooh," and that "Ooh," yikes. Anywho, so let me go turn this light off over here. But you can keep talking. Uh. As I'm getting ready to ask her a question, she's walking away. Okay, bye. <laughs> I should have turned on the, the, um. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> no. The doorbell? Oh my god. We should put that as the end. <laughs> Play oh it as a boy. separate segment. Oh All right. Boy. Where's the remote for the television? Oh, here we go. Alright. So people we are 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 back. We are back. Together again. LOL. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you make that up? No, that's a song. I've never heard that before. What? It's a it's a greeting song. We are together again. Just praise it alone. We are together. Okay, anyways. I'm weak. I'm it's weak. probably like, I don't know. 
maybe it's a Caribbean thing or a country thing. Because a lot of Caribbean songs are adapted from country songs, so. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> what? I'm awake. <laughs> okay, now I feel <laughs> lame. All right, so we're back. Yes, I haven't been around for a couple of weeks. Has it been two or three? Honestly, since January started, like, it's the whole month has been a blur, so I'm not even, I think it's been two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you I did so. Tia, and then you had your aunt. Mm-hmm. But was that the one before Tia? I don't remember. I think so. Okay. Maybe. January is the fastest month of the whole of any year. You think I just so, literally that. every year I see people on social media, oh, we've been in whatever year it is for five months and we're still in January. Just like No. No. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it can feel slow, but usually it doesn't. But people are annoying. I'll say okay, I understand why it's slow because of the holiday jet lag. And then, you know, the year is just starting. So then it's like off to a great like boom. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see it. I feel it. And if you have bills, then it can seem kind of either slow or too fast. Like slow down. Give me more days to work. Listen. I just. One, I'm grateful that we switched to bi-weekly pay (laughs) instead of semi-monthly. Because. What is semi-monthly? Just two random dates, like, every two weeks. But bi-weekly It's more consistent. Yeah, it's every other Friday, no matter how many weeks are in that month. So this this month I got paid three times, or will be paid three times. Oh, like every... Every other Friday, regardless of the date. So semi-pay could be every 5th and 20th, Mm -hmm. but every other Friday is bi-week. Oh, Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was a difference. Interesting. Yeah, so bi weekly pay, you get two more paychecks out of the Shout year. out to people who get paid once a month. <laughs> LOL at pastors. Oh my gosh. And maybe conference workers too. I don't know. I think it's conference workers. Um, I know that at my other school, I got paid once a month. I mean, the checks looked nice, mm-hmm. but in you know retrospect, it's like. You're still making the same amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not LOL at pastors, because both of our dads are definitely pastors. No, yeah. But, you know, like, I can't imagine being paid once a month. But you know what? That's just called budgeting. Absolutely. You can do it. And honestly, maybe I would probably be better with my money if I got paid once a month. Probably. No, not you, me. No, I get it. Like... (laughs) I feel like this is about to turn into a money talk because the struggle is real between the months of the end Black Friday, so end of November, to January, like end of January, trying to catch up on bills, credit card bills, and Mm -hmm. then February, here comes Valentine's Day, and you don't know what to get. You want to stay in budget. LOL. If you're in a relationship, but I I can't relate to that. Like I don't know what what Valentine's Day is. So 
I'm sick. <laughs> I mean, not romantically, you know. Like, a lot of people, a lot of single ladies show love to their other friends. Like, happy yeah. Valentine's Day. That's that's fun to do. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, well, usually my mom will send something. Or my parents, rather. Um, but... I think they stopped after I graduated from grad school, which was still a long time. Because when I was in boarding school for high school, they sent something for Valentine's Day every year and college and mm-hmm. grad school. So we'll see <laughs> in a couple of weeks. If, if you get something. anything, if you don't. Ooh. <laughs> I've been dying to do a Valentine's Day type thing. I was talking about this with Alicia a couple well, not a couple of days ago. Yesterday, we were walking downtown and we were talking about Valentine's Day and um, how one of my coworkers named Trevor, you've heard about Trevor, mm-hmm. he, every year he does this, is it Brolentine's Day or? I guess, I what, don't know. But he puts it on big, like he will book a room or a suite at a hotel and provide food and games for his friends and they just go all out. And I'm just like, what in the world? I want to do that. That and sounds fun. Yeah, even if it's just at this apartment where we invite a couple girls and then we do a photo shoot the Saturday evening when we go out to eat dinner and play games and have, like, wine and cheese in the apartment. I was telling um, Alicia how that would be so cool. There's this game at Target, I think it's called girls night in or something like that Ooh. or something like i have to go back and look but we should definitely get it like i saw on instagram uh my, during christmas time some of my friends back home in memphis were playing it mm-hmm. <laughs> and like some of the dare cards were hilarious it was like choose a friend to text your ex <laughs> i freaking love it let's uh, do it man. like a galentine's day weekend in like we don't have to spend money but yeah. in and she was like i'm down let's do that it that sounds like fun like starting friday night you can come over and crash and then saturday we can go to church if we want to and then have the girls night in <laughs> i'm laughing because I heard Friday night you can come over and cry. And I was like, <laughs> this is a celebration, no, well, not a pity party. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> All are invited. LOL. Hit us up for the, right. the Addy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm sick. Oh, man. Okay, let's get into the topic for today. I feel as though... How many more minutes? How many minutes have we been? Oh, 10 minutes. That's not bad. Hmm. Um, so, what's the topic? So, Brandy had reached out to me asking if I wanted to share a little bit about what I've been going through this last 30 days regarding um, my mental health, state of being, and... You know, and I've been wanting to open up, but I haven't been in a good place. And I thought I was in a better place, and then like, things got worse. And then I think now I'm in like remission. I so. love that word. Thank you. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <T-I. laughs> 
exactly who came into my All right. So, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Sunday before Christmas, I got into a very nasty car accident where my car had flipped. It was raining outside and my car had hydroplaned and I lost control of the car. I didn't do anything I wasn't supposed to be doing. And um, there was a moment where things kind of got slow-mo for me, but at the same time, things happened so fast. Mm-hmm. So when in slow-mo, um, before my car had hit the pole, the electrical pole, in my mind, I was like, well, I guess I'm dying tonight. Thank you, Jesus. I think I'm happy of where I'm at in my life. I think I did everything I needed to do. And um, God's got me. But then when the car had hit the pole and flipped, that's when I was like, oh, I'm still alive. But then all the nerves came rushing and and like even the lady on the phone was pissing me off like what happened that I'm like I'm in a car accident like lady like just get somebody here quick right but um I don't know if anybody has ever been in a car accident much less a car accident where your car is not in the same position that you got in and so that's a whole nother story and I still haven't really well, I have processed it, but at the same time, I haven't properly processed, like, oh, like, why am I still alive kind of thing? Because that was a moment when I should have been dead. I walked out with mm-hmm. nothing except, like, a seatbelt bruise, which mm-hmm. didn't even hurt, which showed that the seatbelt worked. Because I saw pictures on Facebook the other day of how people's lives were saved just by the seatbelt wow. and the bruises that they've had. And it's just like, wow, like... I'm not the only one that got a bruise, mm-hmm. but like a survivor bruise. But um, that happened. But the thing is, following up that is the trauma that came after the car accident mm. and uh, the anxiety that built up. I'm not someone that's diagnosed clinically with anxiety or depression, but I know that every human goes through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I was driving and it was raining a lot in January um I would say between Christmas up until now it's been raining tons so after that every time it rained I would get like kind of panicky I'd have to talk myself through it I would be breathing very like okay deep breaths you're good and um there is one particular day it wasn't last week it was a week before where I, where it was raining, but I was talking myself through it. But then as soon as I parked, I just started crying. And I'm just like, why am I crying? And then all of a sudden, like, I started hyperventilating mm. and crying even harder. And then I just picked up the phone and just called my mom. And thank God she wasn't working. And she was like, what's going on? Oh my gosh, I can't see what's wrong. What's wrong? And then I was just like, it's raining and that's like you know I was just telling it's raining and it was like scary and like those were the words that were just coming out my mouth I couldn't make full sentences and then she just Mm -hmm. started praying and then she was like you're okay and then I had a water bottle in my car and luckily there was water in it so I started (laughs) (laughs) so I started drinking the water and then I felt better after but after that 
anxiety attack because I was I've never experienced something as intense. I was so drained to the point where I went into deep depression the next couple of days where I didn't get up unless I had to go to work and I didn't shower and then the like two days after that I told myself you have to get out this hole Mm -hmm. so that's when I put myself on a routine on purpose and I felt better and then now I feel much better but at the same time I have to ask myself what happened what led to that situation and how can we prevent that from happening again even though there will be or there can be a time where I can't prevent that from happening but how can I not reach a state where I'm so dark where I don't even want to come out my room and I don't want to shower I don't want to talk to anybody unless I have to I don't go to work on unless I have to go to work I don't exercise unless I have to exercise Mm -hmm. I don't brush my teeth unless I have to brush my teeth and it just felt weird um do you have any questions I know I've been rambling (laughs) (laughs) first of all thank you for sharing um you're welcome like we've said before trauma is trauma and trauma can look differently for everybody no matter how small or big you think your trauma is you still have to Mm -hmm. to to face it and honestly I don't really know where, where I would be mentally even still like um I mean it hasn't been that long but um it's been, what, a month, I guess? Yeah, the 22nd was a month. Yeah, so, like, I don't know where I'd be mentally, like, kudos to you for crawling out or digging yourself out of that. But, like, other than getting tired of being there, like, what were some things that you... What was your routine? You said you made a routine. So what was your routine to help you get back to you? Oh, man. So... Uh, before I made the routine, I have to backtrack a little. Mm-hmm. I had a therapy session with my therapist, and I was not in it at all. Like, I was just like, please hurry up and just finish. Like, my headspace wasn't there, and I was tired. And so, um, she had to safety plan with me because I told her what had happened. And so, when she safety planned, that's when it hit me like, Things are kind of dark. And I'm glad she safety planned. What's a safety plan for those that aren't aware? Safety plan is when you're feeling... When you're having feelings of hopelessness or whatever. Or not even feelings when you're having those feelings. But okay. So when you start treatment, mental health treatment, you have to safety plan with your client. Safety plan means if you're having a bad day or thinking low of yourself... What are some things that you can do to make you feel better? Who's your support system? What's their number? Do you know a hotline number that you can call? Mm -hmm. Also, what are some things to avoid when you're feeling this way? Mm. Yeah. So it's like a safety plan where like there's a fire routine, a fire drill routine. (laughs) When this fire um, alarm goes off, which direction are you going to head out? Which door are you going to leave? So just like when you're feeling like you're suicidal, what do we need to do at that moment? I know that it doesn't always follow 
step by step the way that you plan it, but at least you have the tools at your fingertips. I love it. And so we safety planned because I was like, I'm about a four or a three today. And she's like, that's not good. And I was like, yeah, no. And she's like, have you thought about doing anything? Some of the questions they ask you during the safety planning session, have you thought about a method that you could use if you wanted to complete suicide? Mm -hmm. And so I said, I've thought about doing it, but I haven't thought about a method. Mm -hmm. And I said that it would be nice to just go to bed and never wake up, but not necessarily not live, just sleep and just that's it. And so she's like, okay, well, let's safety plan. And then we wrote down who, like, I wrote down your name and your number because that was one thing, like, who lives around you or close by you, who doesn't live with you as well was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things to avoid? And um, have you have a history? That's another question. Do you have a history of suicide? And... Um, or self-harm, because it doesn't always have to be about suicide. It can be mm-hmm. self-harm. Mm-hmm. And I do have a history of self-harm. And so when that came up, I was like, listen, lady, that happened like 10 years ago, my self-harm thing. It's not going to happen again. She's like, yeah, but still, the fact that you have it mm-hmm. as a history. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing I had to safety plan with her. But then I also had to safety plan with myself after wow. that. Because you can do it with somebody else, but how committed are you with yourself? Then when I got home, I have like this whiteboard on my board on my wall with like a daily schedule pre-printed, and then you fill in the blanks kind of thing. And so I wrote my routine on that and I stuck to it because I said if I get off of this routine, then I'm gonna feel like it's okay to just go off or dip into that side of the water again so I made sure like this is what we're gonna do this week and then when I started putting myself in the this is what we're gonna do this week routine I felt better because I was like wow this actually feels good oh I actually miss doing these butt exercises (laughs) (laughs) I miss drinking water I miss taking my vitamins I miss flossing my teeth (laughs) and after that I felt much better but now I can see like wow like that was dark like I've had dark days before but I was like whoa like that was dark like I didn't want to talk to anybody hmm. um just wonder if I forgot anything but no yeah wow that is a testimony honestly I I know well I'm only thinking of one person but I know a couple of people that have had severe accidents um, and walked away with nothing mm-hmm. as well. And like, they they too went through a depression phase. I don't know about the anxiety part. Probably, I wouldn't doubt it because like their car was wrapped around a tree. And um, they had two accidents like that actually. But um, Accidents are not fun. Like, Mm -mm. even the small ones. Mm -mm. Listen, let me tell you, I had this tiny, like, I mean, tiny fender bender. And, like, when people ride, if I'm not the driver, and and someone is riding somebody, and I'm in the passenger seat or the back seat, like, I literally have a heart attack. I just don't say anything. Because I had a... That's not healthy. No, I'm (laughs) just... 
sometimes, especially if it's my sister, um, she's like, I got this, I got this. I'm uh-huh. just like, okay, all right, you got uh-huh. it. Until one day somebody breaks too hard and you can't slow down fast enough. And that's what pisses me off because I'm like, why do you do that? Why do you ride someone's butt like that? Like, you never know what someone's been through driving. Let them drive slow if they have to. But I didn't mean to cut you. No, you're you're good. <laughs> but um, that's just like it still amazes me that you and the person that I'm thinking of are just like living, walking testimonies. God is so crazy. He and oh my gosh, he is because it's like, what do you have planned for me, God? Mm-hmm. What do you have planned for me? Because as of right now, I feel as though nothing is happening in my life. Wow. But as Cassie said in our life group, maybe it's not what he has planned for you. It's what impact you have on somebody else. Yeah. And it's like you would never know that you are somebody's saving grace. And that's absolutely crazy because the person I'm thinking about is now like, a mentor to young black boys in the Memphis area and like studied I think political science and doing absolutely nothing to do with his degree at the moment at least I don't think there might be some twist but um wow I'm just like and I like I can see like just the way that he posts even on social media because we're not like in constant communication Mm -hmm. um it, there's a such difference in like even his presence when we do like link up it's completely different like mm. his life has been truly affected by the grace of God and it's just like wow I just I can't even express anything properly because it just leaves me speechless for real mm-hmm. one thing that I I I have to say like as a strong person because I do consider myself to be pretty strong I'm always that one person to be like oh you got this motivational speech Monday you know like to my friends Mm -hmm. but when I saw how bad things were I was like wow like even the strongest people can get weak and I even recorded myself one day and I deleted it after but I was like I'm not okay like I don't this is not good Mm -hmm. and my sister, as soon as the accident happened, before we said goodnight after the accident that day, she said, you're about to enter a period of your life where you might feel like you're hopeless. Wow. Try not to dip into that. Oof. You might feel like you're, you know, what did you do wrong? Everything's your fault. But please, Candace, do not dip into that. And I'm just like, how crazy is it that she even, like, knows this type of stuff? Mm-hmm. But... Sometimes you can't control it because there was thoughts where I was thinking like, and because my dad threw out there like, it's too bad you're single because there's nobody like it would be nice to have that support system. Yeah. But I know he didn't mean it in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thinking about I'm like, wow, like I can't even get a man to help me. And then I started thinking about like, why didn't I just die in the accident because this is worse, man. And just feeling like this is my fault, hopelessness those were some of the feelings that I was thinking but to know and honestly when you go through hard times um honestly when you go through hard times you start feeling like I don't know like you start realizing who the people in your life 
mean the most to you. Mm. And people who claim like they're ride or die are not always there for you. But and that's what hurt a lot too when you want to reach out to someone like, hey, like save me. Like you know that picture when you're in the water and you need someone to yeah. pull you out. Yeah. It's like nah I'm good kind of feeling like wow. so for those of you who who are going through like an acute situation or just anything like day to day um don't be scared to admit what you're feeling and claim what you're feeling mm-hmm. but to also safety plan with somebody else and to yeah. safety plan with yourself yeah mm. <laughs> I'm still speechless uh, thank you so much for sharing. You're um, welcome. And like I'm, ahead. I know I'm not one to like. Oh, I have a headache. I told Brandy this, <laughs> but there's some people that just like, I have a headache. Please pray for me. That's not me. Like I'm, I'm not one to always share about the small things in my life. So small. This is definitely like. A stepping stone for me because even when this happened people are like why didn't you say anything mm-hmm. I'm just like well that's not me like I'm not one to brag about my sorrows or like glorify my pain but that's the thing though like part of the safety plans you made is a support system mm-hmm. like who is who got your back mm-hmm. in the midst of a crisis mm-hmm. and obviously I don't know who like was feeling some type of way because you didn't say much about it but there are people out here that are truly concerned for your well-being Uh, so as much as you can I'm not really just talking to Candace but others too allow them a little bit of room wow so that they too can feel okay if that makes sense Wow. They deserve that, at least. They do. But that yeah. doesn't mean you're worthless. Mm-mm. Or, like, because Mm-mm. when you go through a situation like that, you sometimes might feel, like, a little, like, wow, like, it's my fault. But mm. sometimes you can't prevent... That was another thing. You can't prevent things from happening. We talked about radical acceptance that same session, and I'm just like, yeah, I know. I have no control over <laughs> radical thinking, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but she was like, and you know this too. You do therapy, blah, blah. But I was like, but it just sucks. Like, I know it's radical acceptance of the situation, mm-hmm. but I don't want to radically accept it. But yeah, <laughs> it's like you kind of have to. You don't have control over the situation, but it's not your fault. Yeah, yeah. That 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 is the thing about any kind of trauma. Like trauma is never your fault. Never, never. There are some broken people out here that. Sometimes purposely and not intentionally seek to hurt others. Mm-hmm. That causes trauma. And not just people, like car accidents, something that's inevitable that we can't, we don't have control over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just. And we have to accept the things that we've been through. And 
It sucks to relive. That's the only way that we're going to get through. Okay. I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you for allowing me to share and for being open to listening. Um, I'm, I'm an open book, but certain situations I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to share yet, but you know, this is an, a definite testimony and Mm -hmm. just seeing how things came out. Like, I'm just, I always think about my parents, like, dude, like you could have been burying your child for 2020. Wow. Yep. Yikes. And nobody ever wants to to think that. Here's this young girl. (laughs) Hasn't made a lot of money yet. (laughs) (laughs) Who died? No. (laughs) All right, peeps. Do you have anything else to say, Brandy? No, ma'am. Other than thank you so, so much for being vulnerable (laughs) and sharing with me and the peeps. We appreciate you. Thank you. Until next time. Dun, 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 dun. I'm sick. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.